All right, this is episode 58, Weighing In with Travis Hartman. I am B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav. Uh, Weekend Trav, we're coming off the heels of the Jake Paul-Tyron Woodley fight, so we wanted to break that down as it is still hot on the canvas. Um, so we want to just jump right in, right? We got uh, the, the, the final matchup there, uh, a lot of talk heading into this fight. We had a split decision victory for Jake Paul. Interesting mm-hmm. scorecard, but we can mm-hmm. trav. Uh, I think we all know the wins and losses and all that sort of stuff. I want mm-hmm. some takeaways from you from this fight. What What are your takeaways overall? We're going to talk about Jake Paul. Uh, what yep. it, What's your takeaway after the uh, the split decision victory over Tyrone Woodley? Yeah, first, I mean, I definitely have to address the scoring because, listen. My prediction video, I predicted Jake Paul would win. I thought he was going to stop him um, late, but he didn't. It, he still won, though. My prediction was Jake Paul was going to win. Uh, but the scoring, listen, I think that Tyrone Woodley fought as best as he could. He put up a great – that was super competitive. I was I was worried every punch he threw that he was going to knock out Jake Paul. I was because he did land a really good shot in the fourth round. But what I, it was very competitive. I never once thought that Jake Paul was going to completely just obliterate him. I thought he was going to wear him down in a very competitive fight. I thought Woodley was going to win the early rounds and Jake was going to win the later ones, but it kind of wasn't that way. Jake won the early ones and Woodley won like one middle one, that fourth round where he hurt him. Yep. But uh, what I want to say is the scorecards, I scored it 78-74, which is six rounds for Jake Paul, two rounds for Woodley. Yep. Okay, definitely got it. He definitely got the fourth round without a single doubt in anybody's mind. That's the round that he hurt Jake Paul. That's the round that also, I will throw this out there, Jake Paul stumbled into the ropes, and by rule, the referee could have ruled that a knockdown. But the two takes is he could have, but also you have it's a judgment call based on if, if uh, Jake Paul would have had about three, four, five more feet, would he be, have been able to, to stumble and catch himself without falling? We don't know. That's why I wasn't that upset with the, the with the no call or with the no knockdown call. I wasn't that upset with it because it's an iffy call. It wasn't a bad call at all. So yep. it was a, it was an iffy call, a judgmental call. And if the rope saved him from falling down, it's considered a knockdown. And Tyron Woodley, that, Tyron Woodley was on with Alwani and saying, "Hey, if that rope wasn't there, his head's hitting the canvas." That's what he thought. And but I honestly, I think it benefited Woodley because when Jake Paul did that, he fell in the ropes. And there's a whole bunch of still pictures of that happening, and, yep. and it shows Woodley just standing there. But I watched the fight live. Woodley didn't just stand there. He rushed him yep. and, and tried to stop him. And that's where I think Jake Paul um, really showed me something, though, because he was hurt. He even admitted it. And he recovered, though, and got out of there. So yeah, some I scored of, it. Some of these scores, I mean, I'm talking about if everyone saw the scorecard, you're looking at the score, uh, the judge, Phil Rogers, I mean, he went from round four all the way down were all Tyrone Woodley's, which was kind of surprising to me. If anyone watched this fight, you could make the case, I would think, in the later rounds, mixed bag. I know you scored it six to two. I think I was closer to the the, um, five to three camp, but I think overall people were somewhere around there. Five, three, six, two, something along those lines. But this was ridiculous. That was a ridiculous score. I mean, I, I 100%, I even told BJ this, um, I said, BJ, you, I could have six to two, I scored it, but 
I wouldn't have argued with a five to three, which would have been a 77, 75, which is one of the judges scored at 77, 75 for Paul. One of them scored at 78, 74 for Paul, which I was okay with those two scorecards, but the one scorecard that was 77, 75 Mm -hmm. in Woodley's favor means that's five rounds for Woodley and only three for Jake. It's absurd because look at the final copy box numbers, Jake, Paul, landed 71 punches. I believe Woodley landed 50. Jake Paul threw more. Jake Paul also landed at a higher percentage. So all the stats, listen, people lie. Numbers don't. Numbers don't. So yeah, here are the, here's the count. We have the 77, 75 uh, for Paul. We have the 75, 77 for Woodley and then 79, 74 uh for paul uh which was interesting no in no itself. that should have, it's 78 that's a oh that's did a they do the math wrong? 78 it's a oh. yeah it's 78 weekend trav don't be don't be fooled by the lights in the background over here it's dark where you know, i'm are at. you in the gym are you i can't gym, do bro? math this late weekend trav <laughs> i can't do no math. but i actually if you look at the actual scorecard when you said that i made sense because if you look at the scorecard the judge's handwriting is really sloppy and it does almost look like a nine but it's not it's 78 74 oh you're right you're right it's an eight uh well yeah uh, anyways, weekend trap. So let's let's keep going though. Let's uh, forget the judges because ultimately yep. it didn't matter. The guy it that didn't. we thought was going to win won, and you can yep. check the timestamps on the prediction video. You can even look at my comment on the uh, that I eventually said my take, and that was before the fight. <laughs> yep. um, so give me a couple of final thoughts here uh, on Jake Paul as you witness this now for now the fourth time. It's four and zero now as a professional. Yep. Uh, any additional thoughts moving forward or what you saw of him from this? Yeah. Listen, I got a lot of, I got, I got a lot more takeaways from it. I'm going to, first, I'm going to address the boxing takeaway and then I'm going to address the business takeaway. Mm. So first the boxing, um, I, I saw a more real Jake Paul. We, we haven't seen more than one round of him. So I think this was good and bad for sure. I think it was good because you got to see um, Jake Paul go through some adversity. Mm -hmm. And this is what I told everybody. I said, listen to this guys, the YouTuber Jake Paul in that fourth round, when he got hurt, he would have lost a YouTuber would have lost, would have quit Jake Paul. I know what it feels like in those moments to be hurt. And it was an eight round fight in his fourth pro fight. He went eight rounds. So I, I say that, he showed me a lot of courage there. His um, his talent and his skill level, it has a lot of work to do, for sure. His jab is phenomenal. I think his jab won in that fight, and I think his jab is a definite product of BJ Flores. BJ Flores had a great jab in the amateurs and the pros, and he's doing such beautiful work with Jake Paul's jab. The rest needs a little work because I saw Jake Paul lunging with the right hand. Mm-hmm. I saw Jake Paul stretching out with right hands. Mm-hmm. His footwork is a little off. Mm-hmm. But what I did notice as well is I don't think Jake – he did get tired, but I don't think it was because of lack of uh, preparation. I think what happened was genuinely Jake Paul – this was his first really big fight. Mm-hmm. Okay? It was. The Ben Ashman was whatever. It was whatever it was. But this was his first real big fight and it was a big test. I think it was nerves because in the second round, I looked at the fighters that I was uh, watching the fight with. And I said, guys, listen, something's wrong with Jake Paul's legs. Something's not right. He looked weak. And I think what it was, was nerves. He was so tense and tight that he tired himself out a little too early. I'll be, I'll I'll actually take it a a step before that. When he was warming up, just jump rope and warming up in the locker room. I don't know. I kind of saw it on his face. It's Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I don't think it's necessarily that he was just exhausted or tired already. It was that it's the bigger stage. 
you know, fine. He's headlined a thriller pay-per-view before, but this is showtime. This was real. Yeah. This is his hometown sold out, uh, of the, you know, Cleveland, Ohio. So this was a, a bit bigger of a, a setup for him, you know, before you get to the business side of it, I, I have a couple of takeaways as well as, as I was watching this thing and, and also following along on the socials and things along that, um, I think you mentioned it. He's coached well. You know, you know BJ yeah. per, BJ Flores yep. personally, uh, but you see it. He's coached very well, and, and I would say, "Hi, what do we got? What do we got going on back there? <laughs> you got a little something, something." Um, so, uh, the resilience component. You know, we talk about the fourth round where he's off the ropes and he he fights through that. Maybe the the timing of the round was helpful too. But he got hit with some shots. Tyrone Woodley, yeah, when he wanted to, he pressed he pressed the action. He probably should have done it more. Uh, and I think that was the complaint from the fans watching. And, and as I'm watching this as well, it's like, why wouldn't you put a little bit more forth? But you're right. It's the jab. It's the jab that he's been working so well with BJ. And that's why. That's why he did not. But, uh, you know, so coached well. I think he leaves a lot to be desired still in the ring. But we have to put it in perspective, right? Four professional fights. Everyone that wants to say, oh, my gosh, this is trash. This is garbage. Why isn't he doing this, this and that? Folks, pay attention. This is a huge pay-per-view setup, and he's only had four fights. What do you expect? What are you expecting? Muhammad Ali? What do you, I mean, come on. And I mean, to give him credit, and, and this is to give uh, Tyron Woodley credit, Tyron Woodley was a legit tough opponent yeah. for his fourth pro fight. Woodley is no slouch. What, everybody keeps talking about how Woodley, oh, he's a wrestler. Well, guess what, guys? You watch that fight. That guy had really good stand-up. Guys, yeah. Woodley really, Listen, you could tell he was trying to be a boxer. I was telling you from for weeks that trust his hands. Tyrone Woodley is much yeah. better on his feet than you think. And yeah. he showed, I mean, obviously you should, saw some mechanical things that were really bad. They, they, they mm-hmm. tend to like the open grip and, and whatnot, yep. the MMA fighters coming in. But you could see it. It's, it's there. Unfortunately for him, I think age is caught up to him now. I mean, it's 39. It would be kind of tough to uh, keep anything going if you're Tyrone Woodley, right? Uh, yeah. But either way, so, so it left a lot to be desired. The cardio component, I don't know. It's, um, I think this, at the very least, gives them things to then go back to the drawing board and focus in on whatever the next test will be. Uh, yeah. but, but my final point, and then I'll, let, I'll throw it back to you on the business side and everything else. I'm going to be honest. I think um, after this- Give it to me. I feel like the Jake Paul train, not derailed, but I think it's slowed. I think this slowed a little bit. Uh, hype is going to have to continue to sell these fights for him because until the talent catches up, until the hard work catches up and the skill level catches up, hype is going to have to keep doing it. The potential fight with Tommy Fury, I go back on things I said weeks ago. I don't want to see that garbage. I think that will be a dud. Uh, Tommy Fury was a dud in his yeah. fight on that card. Yeah. That will be a dud of a matchup. No one wants to see that. So it's got to be another name that's going to draw hype. It's probably going to be one of these other mixed kind of things again. I just think that's the way it is. And we have an idea of who it could be if mm-hmm. if Jake Paul mm-hmm. puts his sack on the table with it. I don't know if that's going to happen. So I'm going to toss it, it back yet, to you. I'm not going to say it yet, but I'm going to toss yeah. it back to you. Tell me about the business side of things. Yeah, I'll, I'll parlay it off of what you were just saying about you think that the, the, the Jake Paul train has slowed a little bit. I don't think it has. And the reason why is because of the business aspect of it. Because I think that a lot of people saw that fight, whether they want to believe it or not, Jake Paul won. He did. Sure. Like, let's be honest, guys. And that's not taking anything away from Woodley. He fought amazing. He really did. Woodley fought 
Woodley fought the best he possibly could have fought. He put up a great performance. Woodley walked away from this looking pretty, even though he lost. I think Woodley walks away from this looking really good. Not because it was a split decision, because it wasn't. That was a unanimous decision. Should have been for Jake Paul. Two of the three judges got it right. The other judge, I don't know what he was doing. He was sleeping at the table. He was either, who knows what was going on. Maybe this is where Jake Paul's got to be careful because a lot of judges are human. They see this kid. He's not the most likable kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. People are emotional about it. Judges see that too. Sure. So there's a judge that creeps into their mind that that judge could have easily been like, I don't really like Jake Paul. Like if a fight, if a round is really close, I'm going to give it to the other guy. He has to be careful with that. But I think business wise, Jake Paul fought his fourth professional fight. He headlined a pay-per-view boxing card and sold out the Cleveland Cavaliers arena. Yep. That has never been done before, Brandon. Yep. B money never has a four, three and O guy headlined a pay-per-view event. Terrence Crawford has only headlined, I think, one pay-per-view event. And the kid's like 30 something and O yeah. and a pound for pound good, like pound yeah. for pound great. So I think that Jake Paul had a gutty performance. Everybody saw him get hurt and rebound and come back and finish that fight on his feet and win it essentially. So um, I think that. Technically, he has a lot of work to do. He's only had four fights. Anybody that's judging him technically and throwing him to the, to the dogs is crazy because right. he's had four fights. Right. So I, I bring this point up to everybody as well. And when people talk to me, because I've been going, people get emotional about Jake Paul. It's very difficult for me, B-Money, to have an unemotional conversation with most people about Jake Paul. They think that like I love the guy. I'm like, dude, my opinion has zero to do with my like for him. Right. You talk to me about skill. You talk to me about how... He's building his career. I'll, I'll be honest about that. He's in his fourth professional fight, Canelo Alvarez. In Canelo Alvarez's fourth professional fight, he fought a guy who was 0-0, okay? Floyd Mayweather, same stuff. Uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, in his 40, he was 47-0, and 0, and he fought an 0-1 guy. So we got to stop and put it into perspective that this is early in Jake Paul's career. Okay. He's not going to fight a blockbuster boxer. No, he's not going to fight a Floyd Mayweather. He's not going to fight a Canelo. And that's, he needs to shut up about Canelo because Canelo will wipe his ass. Canelo will wipe Jake Paul's ass. He needs to keep talking that way because it goes back to my point. He needs to continue to the hype train. The hype train is what's going to sell. The product won't sell yet. Uh, And I really hope for his benefit that it will eventually, but right now it's got to be the hype thing. And hopefully the name after Tyrone Woodley is something where we can all be like, okay, I want to see that yeah. too. I want to see how that yeah. goes. I mean, so far I'm happy with the progress. I mean, he fought a YouTuber, which was the uh, other uh, Anderson Gibb, who actually now came out and fought another fight against somebody and like beat him. So yeah. Anderson Gibb was pretty decent. So he fought Anderson Gibb. He knocked out uh, Nate Robinson, who I don't give him a lot of credit for that one, but it was a highlight real knockout. Fair enough. The Ben Askren. Ben Askren was a, a, a good UFC guy, not a boxer. We know that. He wasn't a boxer at all. Knocked him out in a highlight reel knockout, yeah, though. Yeah. I expected him to beat him, but that was pretty phenomenal. Tyrone Woodley, legit fighter, okay? Right. Jake Paul hit him with his best shot, and Tyrone Woodley did this. Boom, and just walked at him. So speaking of that, that happens to be this week's money shot of the week somewhere money shots we're gonna do shots. two we got two okay so because we have still images because you know the pay-per-view rights and blah blah yep. blah but 
we can travel. Walk us through both the yep. money shots of the week. The first one was uh, Tyrone Woodley landed a, I believe it was a right hand in, in about the middle of the ring and staggered Jake Paul all the way back to the ropes. And you should see the photo. It's going to be Jake Paul, like all tangled up in the ropes. It was a good shot. And Jake Paul fell off balance a little bit, but he also got clocked and fell into the ropes. And then Tyron Woodley pressured him and tried to stop him. And Jake Paul recovered. And then the second money shot of the week was Jake Paul delivering a big right hand on Tyrone Woodley. Literally, Tyrone came into it. Jake Paul landed a huge shot. If you watch the video, which we can't show it yet, but the video, Tyrone Woodley's legs go straight stiff and he falls into Jake yep. Paul and holds yep. him. Yep. If there was, if Jake Paul would have moved out of the way, Tyrone Woodley would have face planted. He would have got up, but he was stunned. So there was very good action back and forth in that fight. So the money shots of the week was literally uh, Tyron Woodley landing a big right hand on Jake Paul, Jake Paul turning around, landing a big right hand back on Tyron Woodley. So the money shots of the week were legit shots. And both guys got a fair share about that one-to-one. And I I liked it. So overall entertaining fight. Um, There are things to improve on, obviously the kids four and So what do you expect? Uh, But still exciting. And, and uh, to the, to the chagrin and begrudgingly to admit this, he is one of the top draws in boxing today. Yep. And this is my final business point about Jake Paul, because a lot of people keep telling me that Jake Paul's ruining boxing, Travis. How dare you even talk about this? He's not ruining boxing, guys. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I think a lot of people can take a page out of his book, not the whole book, because I don't agree with everything, but they can take a page out of his book because he's three and oh, and he headlined a show. But listen, this is what Jake Paul did. He deserves a little credit for this. Jake Paul gave $1 million of his purse and he spread it out entire the whole entire card. So here's what happened. Tyrone Woodley was guaranteed $850,000 for this fight. Jake Paul added $220,000 to Tyrone Woodley's uh, purse, which also brings it up to $1.07 million total, which is the third highest UFC payday ever. Yep. And Tyrone Woodley is a Hall of Fame UFC guy, but he got his biggest payday when he came to the boxing side. Yep. So there's more to it. Um, Tommy Fury made 720 grand, by the way, and he was only six and oh, because I think there was a pay-per-view British card. So he made that much money. Jake Paul added, added nothing to his purse, which is fair. I think I can't, there's back and forth about what went on there. Some say, Tommy Fury refused. Some say Jake Paul refused to give it to him. So who knows? But either way, that's zero. The other Brit on the card also did not receive any as well. Don't know if that's because he refused it or if it wasn't offered. They claim that he did, but I'll get to that too. So Fury's opponent was Taylor. He made, he was guaranteed 52 grand. Uh, Jake Paul added another 50 grand to that. So he was making over a hundred grand and he's Owen one as a pro boxer, by the way. This is because of Jake Paul adding this to the purse, okay? So Amanda Serrano was only guaranteed 42 grand, okay? She's considered pound for pound one of the best in the world, right? Jake Paul added $500,000 to her payday, making her one of the highest paid women's athletes. Thank you very much. No wonder Clarissa Shields. Maybe the Shields co-main didn't, event too. No wonder Clarissa Shields didn't like uh Jake Paul winning that fight. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so her opponent, Mercado, was guaranteed only 16 grand, which is normal for women's pay. It's not as yep. high as the men's. It's just not. Yep. Jake Paul added another 50 grand to that. 
She's looking at $66,000. Amazing. Uh, Baranchik, which was a good fight, by the way. Baranchik fought Love, who was a Cleveland native, but he was only guaranteed $96,000. Jake Paul added $30,000 to that purse. Love, Montana Love, who had a highlight reel knockout, which was phenomenal. Um, he was guaranteed 70 grand. He ended up making an extra 50 grand. Amazing. That's out of Jake Paul's purse that he donated to that. So then you have Dubo, who was the British guy, heavyweight, who was friends with Tyson Fury or, or Tommy Fury. And he was guaranteed 200 grand. And they claimed that he refused um, the extra because he's friends with Tommy Fury, which I don't know if I believe that because why would he refuse it? Because he only made 200 grand. Tommy Fury made 700 grand. So Dubo wouldn't refuse that, I don't think. But it says he did, whatever. Um, and then the very last one is Cornwell. Conwell was guaranteed 20 grand. He ended up getting an extra 40 grand. His opponent was only guaranteed eight grand, ended up getting an extra 10 grand. So listen to me, people. Jake Paul is bringing eyes to the sport. He's working his tail off. He's not just skating through, making money off of his followers, okay? Does he have the same talent as, as the Montana Love who fought on that card as Amanda Serrano? No, he doesn't. But he's working his ass off. He's 24 years old. He's only been training for boxing for three years. I say, will the kid be a future world champ? I don't know. But I know that he's training like he wants to be. Yeah. So I don't think in no way is he disrespecting the sport in no way is he embarrassing the sport. It's definitely, I think he's adding to it. It's definitely an interesting take um, of what he's doing, uh, you know, spreading the love out a bit, understanding that this is a business. It might, he might not be putting the best product in the ring right now. Maybe one day he will, Very True. but the business component is getting a lot of people in the background saying, Hmm, I wouldn't mind working with this kid. You know, yeah. if, if we're going to be sharing this, then I don't mind it. I don't mind if he gets the lion's share of it because he's the one drawing the eyeballs. But to share the love, how many times do you see Canelo doing that? Do you see any of these guys doing that? No, they're fighting about the, how much they're taking rather than yeah. how much they can actually give down to the rest of the folks on the card. So very interesting. You know, we uh, there's been a lot of uh, interviews and a lot of things going on after this fight that was on Sunday. And a lot of people trying to throw their hat in the ring, obviously. I mean, especially now, given the, given the light that, you know, you could possibly make an extra 200K. Uh, on you top can of make a million dollars yeah. overall. And uh, one person in particular who, who you know, fr friends of ours and coincidentally happens to be this week's Beardsman of the Week. And that would Ooh. be the one, Mike Perry, Mike Perry, as I was also talking to Wani on his uh, on his uh, Colin show or his, uh, his, 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 his segment. And, uh, you know, he's been very vocal over the past several weeks and several months, probably right before the Askren fight with Jake Paul saying, I want to go. I want to go. Yeah. He actually sparred with Jake Paul. Yep. In, in Miami, in, I think. In session before Askren. Uh, there was some uh, video clip floating around out there. And so he has his own take on that, thinking very well that he, if he's in the ring, he stops this madness. He stops the Jake Paul train. And here's what I'm going to say, and you may not agree with me, Weekend Trap, but based on the styles, Tyrone Woodley versus a Mike Perry, I think if Mike Perry were in those shoes and had trained for this fight, I think that's not a good night for Jake Paul. I really do. Now, the jab might have kept him at bay for a bit, but Mike, it, he, he would charge in there and he would the smother the action, okay? Not like Ben Askren 
and not like to his defense, Tyrone Woodley did not do that. He actually did not press the action, but I don't know how Jake Paul would have handled that. There's only so much room to run in that ring. Um, so I think if that would have been Mike Perry in that seat, we might have a different outcome. Might. I think he would have been given us a, a different possible outcome. And obviously Mike Perry and others think so as well, which is why it probably won't ever happen. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what, because this is where most people have to realize that uh, Jake Paul has BJ Flores as his head trainer. BJ Flores is a smart guy. BJ Flores knows boxing. He also knows how to build a career. So if BJ, and I know he was there for that sparring session, it depends on what BJ saw during that sparring session with both sure. Mike Perry, whether he would do it or not. And then you have to double up and be like, well, would this sell? I think that honestly, I think a Mike Perry versus Jake Paul fight would sell because mm -hmm. you know, Mike Perry, we know Mike, Mike is a, is a character. Do you imagine the buildup of a Jake Paul versus Mike Perry fight? He's oh an, my gosh. He's an excellent salesman leading up to his fights and his fights are exciting. I mean, it's yeah. not just a lazy fight. No, he goes in there yeah. and he puts out everything out there. Um, you he know, so the line. they, they both would sell the hell out of that fight. The unfortunate thing is, I think because of the risk for Jake Paul, it probably won't happen. I think it's too risky of a fight, which is why it probably will never, ever happen. To be fair, Mike, I love you, bro. But I think Tyron Woodley's boxing might have been a little better, man, because his boxing ability looked pretty dang good. So I think that maybe BJ Flores and the Paul Camp we're secretly scouting out Mike Perry for a future fight. So okay. I don't think it's completely off the cards. So Mike, keep trying for that, bro. You never know, man. Cause I think, I do think that uh, Jake Paul isn't going to be able to fight a boxer just yet still. No, because he could, he could fight like a one and oh, or a two. And it would boxer, be boring. No one, no one wants to watch it. it and you couldn't sell it. So that's yeah. why he's got to fight a big hyped name. And who better than a Mike Perry? What a big name. Yeah. That's a big name. That would be huge. Mike think, will shatter his face in order to win, and that's what we want to see. Oh, and that's what you want to see. That guy is gutsy as hell, beyond belief. We know it. Everyone knows it out there. But it's kind of the same thought process that you either really love him or really hate him, right? And we really love the guy, and we would love to see that happen. Maybe it will. I don't feel confident in the possibility of that because of the uh, uh, the push behind Jake Paul, and I think that would be a big speed bump to get over. Um, and I, and I guarantee Mike thinks that it's a brick wall. He ain't getting through that. <laughs> He's yeah, not getting through yeah. him. So, but that is our beardsman of the week. Well-deserved. We had, a we had Alex Nicholson last week as beardsman of the week. This week is Mike Perry. We would love to see Jake Paul versus Mike Perry at some point one day. Bro, Sell the heck out of it. Have we turned into a boxing slash MMA show? Because our last two episodes have been MMA talk and boxing. I, I, I don't mind it, though. I don't because it's, it's relevant. It's legit. It's legit. It, it, yep. it needs to be talked about. Listen, we love combat sports, but we do have to mention that this is the number one beards, bourbon and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park in a boxing gym. This isn't the boxing gym behind me. Shot on a Monday I mean, or a Sunday or Monday. Kind of, you're in a boxing gym. It looks like a bougie boxing gym, but it's a well, boxing gym. I'm a little bougie. Um, <laughs> you know, once again, it's uh, it's bright outside, even though it's 7.50 at night. Uh, Sun's still up. Shot on a Sunday or Monday, but actually today is Tuesday. So, we, you know, our demographics all messed up this week. 
Yeah, but that's I'm blaming Jake Paul. He had a major fight on a Sunday. He's I didn't screwed. go to bed till 1 a.m. He screwed our audience up. Monday. Thanks a lot. He screwed our audience up because of that. He did. You know what, Jake? I think for you to make up for what you did to our clearly number one podcast in our demographic in the world, the world. Jake, I believe you should probably retweet or post our podcast. BJ, come on, man. Like, come on. Do, do us a solid, bro. I mean, we hey, need it. Hey, I will give... Travis Hartman, a shout out here because you do have BJ Flores, you know, reposting, resharing your stuff. We're not, we're not kidding, folks. Hey, find it. Look in our YouTube channel and our, all of our history. One of the interviews we had for many, many months ago is Weekend Trav there uh, having an interview with BJ Flores. Friends, I'll from get BJ back on the show. I'll get Missouri. BJ back on the show. You really should. But you know yeah, what? Yeah. I he's need to make high it profile now. He's, I know. he's jet setting, high profile. It'd be hard to get him down on our uh, number one uh, Beard Bourbons and bo- Boxing podcast. He still reposted my Instagram, and he's been all over my Facebook today, too, by the way. So we, we got contacts, so I need to reach out to figure that out. Man. And also, hey, listen. I'm not against going to Puerto Rico. Listen, people, I'm all over that Facebook page, too, and all over the place, and Weekend Trap don't give me no love. I give B Money, <laughs> a.k.a. producer, I give this guy love all the time. Okay. Okay. So let's go ahead and just wrap this thing up here. Cause I know it's weird. We're on zoom and no one really likes that. I don't like it. I'd rather be on site with you in the gym, uh, doing this in person, but let's give a final thought, uh, aftermath, Jake, Paul, Tyrone Woodley. Um, I think that the sky is still the limit for Jake Paul. I think that there is a weird thing going on right now about Jake Paul rematching Tyron Woodley. And I heard him on air, the aerial, yeah. I forget the guy's name. Jake, our Tyron Woodley said he will get the tattoo that says, I love Jake Paul. If he gets that tattoo, Jake Paul says he would have the rematch. And I genuinely, mm. I hope it doesn't happen because I don't want to see a rematch. I thought Tyron Woodley put up an amazing fight. It was actually, in my opinion, I get a lot of grief from my professional boxing friends. I thought it was an exciting fight. It was yeah. very entertaining. It was what it was, but I don't want to see it again. Mm-mm. I think Jake Paul, honestly, that Tyron Woodley, you're in the rear of your mirror now, bro. You had your chance. You lost. It's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw the same things today and I'm, I'm looking at that thinking, listen, I understand if it was a questionable victory, but in my yeah. eyes, it wasn't. If it no. was a highly contested, very, very close we might want to see that come back around, but not in this case. It I wasn't. think it's on to the next hype machine, whatever that might be. You know, you're, they're trying to poke Connor McGregor. That probably ain't going to happen. But if the money's right, if the money's right, he will do it. So listen, we'll see. I, I'll give you a prediction right now. If Connor McGregor fought Jake Paul right now in the boxing ring, Connor wins. Yeah. I'm telling you, his boxing ability is. He showed it against Mayweather. But where, but where, where, where would they be on the weights, though? I, I don't know if they'd be even close. Yeah, the weight would be tough because well, but Connor has fought as high as one seventy, I believe. Yeah, but this in, this in, one in was one ninety, right? This one, yeah, over the that's weekend. where. But Jake Paul, Jake Paul could come down a little bit, but I don't think Connor would care. I think Connor would give up ten to fifteen pounds and fight him. But I don't know if Connor will do it because Connor's making a ton of money doing other stuff. I don't think he wants to risk a possible loss. Because I'm not saying that Jake Paul can't win that fight. I think right now, today, after seeing Jake Paul's fight, I don't think he's ready for Connor yet. No. Because Connor's stand-up is not bad, man. No, it's not. It's not. So don't. I, I don't want anyone to ever walk away from our show thinking that we 
think MMA fighters don't have good stand-up. I think a lot of them do, but you can definitely tell when it's a sole discipline versus you having to, you know, yep. juggle a few different disciplines. Different. Boxers, it's just different. Boxers are specifically designed and specifically training stand-up. MMA fighters have to train a lot of different things and there's only so many hours in the day, right? So that's why while they're very, very skilled and talented that way, if you get the same amount of time and effort and, 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 and athleticism with a boxer, that's only training that one discipline specifically, they're going, they're going to pick you apart. Unfortunately, yep. anything can happen, obviously. Uh, but I just think that's always going to be the case. We'll see. I mean, I don't think you say the sky's the limit. I, I I'm not on that, on that board, on board with that yet, but I do think the hype is still, not limited. I think the hype is going to keep pushing this thing, pushing, pushing him until the skill level can possibly catch up to that. Um, that is my final take on that. We can Your money. I got to give you a little credit though. You didn't make a video, but mm -hmm. in the comments section, you did say Jake Paul was going to win by a decision. Yeah. So well done. Thank you. But I think that maybe we should start doing like joint prediction videos. We both, but to be fair, we both got the prediction, right? I just went yeah. out on a limb and did an exact prediction. And, and we both yeah, knew I Jake mean, Paul listen, was going to win. We could talk about the reason why I thought that all day long, but I have my reasons and it just ended up being right this time. And it of course out, I, didn't, though, bro. I didn't gamble any money on it. So it didn't do yeah. me any favors. All I did Had was lose the back. sleep. All I did was lose sleep. That's it. I lost sleep. Bro, it was so late. I lost a lot of sleep too. It was Jake, bro, you need to do me a favor and repost this because seriously, bro, I lost a lot of sleep. I'm, it's still affecting me right now. It's Tuesday and I'm still having a hangover from Sunday. This is what happens when you get older weekend, Trav. You can't quite rebound the same exact way. You can't perform the same way. Hmm? And I'm not going to admit to that because young Trav is still uh, Italian stallion. Oh, boy. With that, I think <laughs> that is where we close up this show. And I'm going to say this, that there is Weekend Trav. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer. I hope I'm pointing at the right thing. And if I'm not, you can see his beautiful beard and face. That's what Ooh, I'm talking about. I'm going to hit that punching bag behind me. Get it. Get it. That's probably a Louis Vuitton punching bag, too. It looks really, it's a smooth brown leather. Look, my hand disappeared. There it is. Oh, Oh, there it is. Okay, that's it, folks. Thank you for joining you, us. God bless. You like smooth brown things. Oh, how am I going to cut that out now? <laughs> I can't cut that out. <laughs>